Moses was 80 years old when the Lord told him he was made to be a prophet to Pharaoh, and Aaron, who was 83, was his spokesman. They were commanded to tell Pharaoh to let the children of Israel leave Egypt, and the Lord would multiply his signs and wonders in the land. Verse 3 says the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, but the Joseph Smith translation tells us he hardened his own heart as he opposed God's will. He asked to see a miracle, and Moses told Aaron to cast his rod before him, and it became a serpent. Pharaoh called wise men, sorcerers, and magicians to copy this with their enchantments, and they turned their rods into snakes. With God's power, Aaron's rods swallowed up their rods, but Pharaoh hardened his heart and refused to let the people go. God then sent ten plagues to show him, the Egyptians, and the Israelites that his power was greater than their false Egyptian gods. In the first plague, Moses went to Pharaoh as he stood by the Nile River, which was their main source of water, and told him, The Lord said to let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. In this thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Moses then told Aaron to stretch out his rod and smite the river, and all the water in the river, streams, ponds, pools, and wooden and stone vessels turned into blood. Pharaoh's magicians duplicated this plague, and his heart hardened toward God. All the fish died and began to stink, and the Egyptians could not drink for seven days. In the second plague, the Lord told Moses to go back and tell Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. He refused, and Moses told Aaron to stretch forth his rod over the streams, rivers, and ponds, and cause frogs to come upon the land of Egypt. The frogs came into their houses, bedchamber, beds, ovens, kneading troughs, and onto them. The magicians used their enchantments to also bring up frogs throughout Egypt, which only added to the problem. Pharaoh told Moses and Aaron to call upon the Lord to take away the frogs, and he would let the people go. Moses asked Pharaoh when he should ask the Lord to send the frogs back to the river, and he said, Tomorrow. Moses said, Be it according to thy word, that thou mayest know there is none like unto the Lord our God. He cried unto the Lord, and the frogs died, and were gathered into heaps that stank throughout the land. When Pharaoh saw the frogs were gone, he hardened his heart again and would not let the people go. In the third plague, the Lord told Moses to have Aaron stretch forth his rod and smite the dust of the land, and it became lice in men and beasts. The magicians tried to use their enchantments to also bring lice, but they couldn't, and told Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. Moses asked Pharaoh to let the people go, but he hardened his heart again. The Lord sent a fourth plague of swarms of flies to Pharaoh, his servants, the Egyptians, into their houses and onto the ground. He severed or divided the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived, so no flies went to them, and Pharaoh would know the Lord was in the midst of the earth. Egypt was corrupted with swarms of flies, and Pharaoh told Moses to go and sacrifice to your God in the land. Moses said he would ask the Lord to remove the flies, but warned Pharaoh to not deal deceitfully any more in not letting the people go. The flies were removed, but Pharaoh hardened his heart again and would not let the people go. In the fifth plague, Moses told Pharaoh to let the people go, or all the cattle in Egypt would die, but not the Israelites' cattle. The word cattle also refers to sheep, goats, oxen, or other animals. Pharaoh hardened his heart once more and would not let the people go.
For the sixth plague, the Lord told Moses and Aaron to take handfuls of ashes from the furnace and sprinkle it toward heaven in front of Pharaoh. The ashes turned into small dust throughout Egypt. That became boils on all the people and animals. Pharaoh's magicians could not stand before Moses because of their boils. The Lord told Moses to stand before Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go that they may serve me. He sent all his plagues upon Pharaoh and the Egyptians so they would know there is none like him and his power and name would be declared throughout all the earth. But Pharaoh exalted himself again against the Israelites and would not let them go. In the seventh plague, the Lord said he would cause it to rain a very grievous hail that had never before been seen in Egypt. He warned them to gather their people and cattle from the field, and those that feared the word of the Lord brought their cattle inside, while those who regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and cattle in the field. Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail that ran like fire upon the ground. It destroyed everything in the fields, including man and beast, plants, and broke every tree in Egypt, while in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel lived, there was no hail. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. He asked Moses to end the plague, but when the hail and thunder stopped, Pharaoh sinned and hardened his heart once again. In the eighth plague, the Lord told Moses to tell Pharaoh what signs he'd done in Egypt so they'd know he was the Lord. Moses asked Pharaoh how long he would refuse to humble himself before the Lord and to let the people go, or the Lord would bring a plague of locusts the next day to cover the earth, fill their houses, and eat all the crops that had survived the hail and fire. When Moses and Aaron left, the servants asked Pharaoh, How long shall this man be a snare unto us, if he didn't know yet that Egypt was destroyed, and to let the people go? Moses and Aaron returned, and Pharaoh said, Go and serve the Lord your God, and asked who would go. Moses said they'd go with their young and old, sons and daughters, and flocks and herds. Pharaoh said that only the men could go without their women and children, so they would return, and drove Moses and Aaron out of his presence. The locusts came on an east wind and ate everything. Pharaoh quickly called for Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. He asked Moses to forgive his sin only this once and asked God to take away from me this death only. Moses prayed and the Lord sent a west wind that cast all the locusts into the Red Sea. But Pharaoh hardened his heart yet again. For the ninth plague, the Lord told Moses to stretch out his hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. A darkness that was so thick it could be felt covered the land for three days. No Egyptian could see anything or move, but the Israelites had light in their homes. Pharaoh told Moses to go with their little ones and serve the Lord, but their flocks and herds must stay behind. Moses said their cattle must go with them because they needed to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings to the Lord their God. Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let them go. He told Moses to leave and not see him again, or he would die. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. The Lord would now bring one more plague upon Egypt that would cause Pharaoh to thrust the Israelites out together. The Lord gave the Israelites favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and Moses was very great in the sight of Pharaoh's servants. About midnight, Moses would go into Egypt, and all the firstborn would die, from Pharaoh's son to the maidservant behind the mill, and the firstborn of all the animals. There would be a great cry throughout Egypt that had never been heard before, or would ever be heard again. 
The Lord told Moses and Aaron to have every Israelite household kill a one-year-old unblemished male lamb or goat the evening of the 14th day of the month, and put the blood on the two side posts and upper door posts of their homes. They would roast and eat the lamb with unleavened bread and bitter herbs, and anything that was left would be burned. They were told to eat it in haste with their loins girded, shoes on their feet, and with their staff in their hand. No one could leave their house on this Lord's Passover, when he would pass through Egypt, smite all the firstborn people and animals, and execute judgment against all of Egypt's gods, but would not suffer the destroyer to come into their houses to smite them. When the Lord saw the blood upon their houses, he would pass over, and the plague would not destroy them. They ate unleavened bread for seven days, and there was a holy convocation on the first and seventh day, with no work done except for preparing meals. The children of Israel observed this feast of unleavened bread on the day the Lord brought them out of Egypt, and Moses told them to remember this day by observing the Passover feast each year on the anniversary of their deliverance. They told their children, It was the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, and was a sign and a memorial they would keep through their generations forever as a feast to remember what he did for them when they came out of Egypt. At midnight he killed all the firstborn in Egypt, and there was a great cry, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Pharaoh called for Moses and told him to take the children of Israel and go with their flocks and herds. The Egyptians gave them gold, silver, and clothing as sort of a payment for their slavery of 430 years and urgently sent them away. God led the Israelites through the wilderness of the Red Sea, and Moses took Joseph's bones with them. They traveled to Succoth and camped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went before them and led them by day in a pillar of cloud and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. The Passover feast taught the Israelites that the Lord delivered them from Egypt and uses symbols that remind us of Jesus Christ's atonement. The lamb represents Jesus Christ. The blood on the doorposts represents his atoning and saving blood. Eating the lamb represents making the Savior a part of us. Tasting the bitter herbs helps us remember the bitterness of captivity and sin. And the unleavened bread represents repentance or the removal of sin. Just as he delivered them from bondage to the Egyptians, he delivers us from the bondage of sin. In our day, we partake of the sacrament in place of the Passover feast, and they both teach us that we are delivered through the atonement and sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and to always remember him. And this is Exodus chapters 7 through 13 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFund. Visit our new PonderFund.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. And you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFund YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.